0: Hi, welcome to episode number 12 of uh, Spontaneous Conversations. Uh, I'm going to do it in reverse. Uh, I'm here to introduce Rajesh Sethi, serial entrepreneur and author. And uh, you are uh, Ravi Gundlapalli,
1: who is my very good friend and he is the founder and CEO of Mentor Cloud.
0: Okay, this was spontaneous also, by the way. Um, so, the topic we chose today is something we do thousands of times in a week it's about writing emails. Yes. So Rajesh, you picked you pick the topic and hit the record button, so tell me what was going in your head. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we picked the topics only five seconds before,
1: so I am as raw as you are. But uh, writing emails, uh, uh, is because it's a powerful way of communicating, people get emails all the time. I have thought about it a lot uh, uh, for a long time because I write a lot of emails. And one of the things that I I just came to the conclusion is that sometimes writing a good email may not even mean that you should write that email. Because a lot of things are said right in person or on the phone. Because emails, it's very difficult to carry the emotions along with it. And you don't know what the other person, especially bad news, something like a conflicting thing, uh, something that uh, you want to make sure that you are saying it in the right uh, uh, method Email may not be the communication, although the topic is writing good emails, I always want to say that while well, it's very easy to write an email, always think before you write that email, is this a phone conversation, is it an in-person conversation, uh, or can it be done via email? That's my first opening point.
0: Very, very interesting, because uh, what's, go- what's going on in my mind is, let's talk about communication, because email is a communication platform. Um, there are multiple elements to it, right? What is that you're saying? Yeah. Okay. To whom you are saying it, mm. how you are saying it, and when you are saying it, mm. right? All four are equally important. Mm. Now, all four s- sentiments can be best captured and best communicated in an in-person reaction. You can look into the eye of a person, you can you can pick a time when the other person is ready to receive and you can say it with love or you can say it with uh, some seriousness. Now, unfortunately, email can only communicate two of them. It's it, uh, like who is saying it, to whom it is going. It does not have any sense of time. The other person can read the email at a time when they are really unhappy, end of the day, and they get so upset by, by what, you, what you said and it did not mean it. So an email doesn't always carry all the attributes of a good communication.
1: I totally agree, especially a thing like expressing your anger, you always have to be extremely careful not to use the email as the communication medium because what I have found, I have done a lot of research on this, is that when somebody gets a very irritating email or a bad email, something that is accusatory or anything, they won't read it once. It's like a movie that they are playing again and again and They go
0: back and read it and say the anger keeps building up. (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's like uh, instead of punching the person once, you set up a subscription program to punch them again and again and again.
0: Yeah. And so we talked about the importance because because it's easy to do, it doesn't give you the right to do it.
1: You have to be thoughtful
0: about it. You have to be thoughtful about it. And if it can be done with a communication, with a with phone call, or if, it's, if it can be done to get from your desk and go to somebody and talk, why write an email? Exactly. You know, uh, and sometimes I've seen people who do reply all and the whole thing, it causes chaos and everybody out of context start reading it. Not only you're wasting their time, yes. if somebody is reading something that they're not supposed to be reading, it completely, you know, puts them on a different track yeah. and uh, it, it affects their productivity. Um, you have not essentially done that done a good job versus just walking across the office uh, to speak with somebody or just getting on a phone call.
1: Totally agreed. So, <coughs> a few more things about writing good emails. I am a very big stickler for good subject lines. Mm. Why? Because nowadays people read emails in their phones and sometimes I get an email with the subject line, Hi. And then I don't know what to do with it. And there's another subject line, Meet. Tuesday 10 a.m. Okay? Question mark. Now there is a specific. There is already a lot that subject
0: line is saying. But hi, I have no idea. Yeah, so subject is very very extremely important because, like you already said, we open we open emails that subject looks interesting. Yes. Uh, or if you if you are a you know real loser, you are opening all the emails. Which yeah. Which is bad. Correct. Which is really bad. You are being very very. Unproductive.
1: Yeah. There is uh, just a caveat on that, Ravi, I think we, you will agree with me on this. We open emails first based on who is sending it. That more than the subject line, based, that's the prior pecking order, right? Suppose you send me an email and a random blog reader sends an email, I all respect all of them, but I don't know them, but I know you and uh, I know that you would have taken care to make sure that that's an important email that I need to pay attention. I will always pick your email, I will get to the blog reader's email, of course I will get to it, but in the pecking order they are not first, that's the first thing. Within the people that you you already know, then the subject line becomes important because that shows uh, what this email is about, should I read it now, should I read it later, I have to decide that, because you don't have unlimited time to process all the emails.
0: Exactly, and and I think um, so some aspects that I have followed uh, Rajesh um, I, I think <coughs> the good emails should definitely have a very strong subject line and they should address the person um, saying, you know, dear Rajesh or hi Rajesh or something, you know, have, have a very nice greeting and then immediately come to the point as to why you are writing that email, saying, look it, it was awesome to meet with you and uh, I'm looking forward to having the next conversation. So get to the point real, really, real, really quickly in less than four or five lines. And always do, don't leave the email, especially if you're writing an email to somebody who's senior, more experienced than you, don't just leave the email with asking something. Because other person is thinking, why should I even respond to this email?
1: Yeah, yeah, good point. Just to close out on the subject line, there is also a tendency for people to... Uh, take any email and make it any other uh, email, meaning that they will be starting the subject with when can we meet for lunch. And then as we know, by the way, uh, I was supposed to return that book to you. I will return it later. And uh, you somehow you respond to it and I say, uh, are you also available for a movie next weekend? And it's the same way, when can you meet for lunch will be the subject line. But that email has transformed itself into a beast. And Ooh. then after some time, you don't know what this email is about and you are searching for something and you are lost. That's why I always say more than one exchange, if the subject line, if the subject of the email changes, subject line has to change.
0: Yeah, I know some people just leave the subject line as is and it goes on for 18, 19 different conversations yes. and that can, that can be very annoying and I think another good rule is every email transaction or communication thread is focused on addressing one situation. Exactly. Ensure of multiple situations in one single email.
1: Yeah. And there is another reason for keeping the email very um, self-contained. Why? Because, uh, I'll give an example. Suppose uh, I want to ask you to introduce me to someone. Right? This is uh, Ravi, you know Bob. Uh, I would like to meet with him. And these are the reasons why Bob will be interested in meeting with him. And then I say, by the way, I saw this wonderful movie called... uh, Okalila Kosam and this was what's the happening. Now you you are in a stuck. You want to introduce me to Bob. So you want to let's say you want to forward that email to Bob and say, This is my friend Raj wants to meet with you. Now you have to think, what is this Okalila? First of all, it's not even an English movie. What will you understand? You have to go and doctor that email and say, remove everything. Yeah, you're wasting time, right? Exactly. So that's why I always think if there is a third party involved. Assume that it
0: will be forwarded, and make sure that it's a forward-ready email. It's a forward-ready email. That's very, very good because that's that's. Uh, um, so I think you make a make an interesting point. The the metaphor in my mind is you know one of an arrow. Yeah. Right. So every email should have one target, whether it is the target expectation, target result you are expecting. That is, this email will will produce an output that confirms a time to meet, that confirms a particular, um, you know, strategy that you are taking, whether it's good or not, so every email should be one arrow. You cannot Literally throw ten said. arrows, right? Yeah,
1: very, very nicely said. I'll give you another tip that has worked very well for me. Because I introduce a lot of people, there are people sometimes they have to be coached as to how to ask for an introduction. So sometimes they say, hey, can you make an introduction to Ravi? I always respond back and sometimes I just call them or I just use the phone, record a message and then send that message back and say, that's great, I will be happy to introduce I know you both, but send me a separate email, make the subject line, request an email intro to Ravi and put a semicolon semicolon and say why. And then say something about you, what's in it for you, what's in it for them. I want this email to be so good that if I forward it to Ravi, he should say, Man, you are giving me a gift with this introduction. I would love to meet this person. So make the other person do the work and send me a forward-ready email so that I can make my life simple. And that results in multiple benefits, Ravi. One Mm. of the things is, it's not a one-time benefit I get. Next time, they already know if if they are asking for an introduction, what kind of an email they should send.
0: So it's also, a, you're setting an expectation, right? Yes. Uh, you cannot just simply ask. They you know what Rajesh needs. Yes. Um, and also, you're you're also kind of you know setting, setting a good habit in other people because you want them to do the work, right? Yes. And the, a good email also is very transparent. Correct. You're saying, "Hey, look, I want to meet you know Jason, and I've read his book. There are some things that I feel very strongly that uh, that kind of that uh, that are very synergistic." which is why I want to meet with Jason. Um, Oh, by the way, I'm also looking for inviting Jason to one of our events. So there's something very clear that you know why I want that introduction so that it will make you saying, okay, Ravi has given this, has done the homework. Totally, beautifully said.
1: I always say that a transformation has to happen from an opportunity cost to an opportunity. So that is where a good introduction happens. And email is the best way to do it. Because it's low cost and Jason can say, no, I don't want to meet with Ravi, This, the timing is not right, the project is not interesting or anything or you might say, love it, just introduce me, when can I talk to Ravi, right? That depends on how much work you have done, for for some reason you are not done, it becomes my responsibility to make sure that you think through it and say that at this time, without good work done, uh, in preparation, it's an opportunity cost for Jason. With preparation, it's an opportunity for Jason. And opportunity cost versus opportunity? Yes. Ah, So, one is, okay, very interesting. The preparation Jason. eliminates the cost from the opportunity cost. Because
0: mm, the cost is on you, basically, yes. right? You know, it's a very interesting thing. Let's let's draw a parallel in what happens in real life. Yeah. Let's say I walk up to you and say, hey Rajesh, I want to meet. Again, let's use the word Jason. Yeah. First question I'm going to ask is, why? I will ask the first question, what's in it for Jason? Yeah, first of all, why? Yeah. Why do you want to meet that person? Because I, I just want to know. So in the, all the in, in real world, we don't just randomly connect people. Yeah. Such people will never become successful connectors, by yes. the way. There are some people who will never, oh, you want that person, that person. Now, if that person is really of, uh, of, of high value and caliber, the amount of you know, credibility that they would give to you, it's going to be very low. because yeah. randomly sending people to him, right? Yeah. Beyond a point, you'll say, okay, fine. Rajesh, just ignore that email, right? Now, I have met some amazing people because of your amazing quality of in making introductions. You always want to make it good, make it meaning for other person. You will say, Jason, you will love, it will be beneficial to you to meet Ravi. Even though Ravi wants to meet Jason, you make it a point to Jason to say, not only is Ravi wants to meet with you, Jason... Jason, you will actually be better by meeting with Ravi. Yeah. And that's what makes Rajesh you so special in the kinds of networks you have built. Because every introduction that you made of, of, to me have turned out to be beautiful, mutually, mutually beneficial connections.
1: Yeah. The way I always look at it, Ravi, is I take a lifetime view. If I connect two people for the rest of their lives, could they do something that will make it better for each other? for the rest of their lives Hmm. it's not a very transactional connection yeah now getting back to the emails i'll give some more tips that has worked for me first is nrn this is something i learned from someone it's no response required so that's you have to use it all the time when you send forward something you say this is fii no response required that means I sent it to you, you don't have to say thank you for sending this, more work for the other person. He just says okay, delete it, it's FI done, that's another one. Second, time zones and times, very important. Like uh, yesterday morning, I received an email saying, uh, do you have time to meet tomorrow? And I looked at the timestamp, it's <laughs> 12.44 a. Standard issue, right? Standard issue. So I respond back to them, just to clarify, did you mean today, Wednesday? or uh, tomorrow, Thursday. So, And then I always teach them, so next time they send a mail to somebody else, make sure that there is no confusion because Joe Polish, one of my um, favorite podcasters and he's a brilliant connector, he always said uh, that in one of his episodes, he said, communication is definitely about making sure that the other person understands. More importantly, the communication is something that the other person cannot misunderstand. Mm.
0: That's very key, right? Yes. Because the misunderstanding can lead to all kinds of consequences. Missed meetings, yes. missed uh, you know, intentions, people can get upset. Yeah. So I think uh, if each of us, I mean there are at least 2 billion people sending emails every day. If each of us send one less email, yes. I think the uh, you know, effect that it will have on productivity of so many other people in the world Will be just amazing. So next time, I want when closing, what I want uh, sort of listeners to think about is, should if you want to start writing an email, just take five seconds and think, sh- should I sh- should I actually call that person, or just walk over and talk to them, or instead of just sending an email? So just ask that question, and you will find uh, amazing beauty when you don't actually actually email and go meet that person or. Uh, or have a conversation.
1: Beautiful. My closing comment is: ask another question before sending that email. Is this going to is this particular email going to create an opportunity cost for the recipient or going to create an opportunity for the recipient? Once that gets drilled into your head that I want to create opportunities, I don't want to be an opportunity cost. The way you will craft that email, the way you will think before you craft that email, the way you will approach life will be very different. Email is just a communication tool like you said. But it's about life because there are trans communications happening, transactions are happening. The transformation is in our head. I don't want to create an opportunity cost in other people's lives. And email is the fastest way to create it because your priority becomes their obligation. So in fact, not only I don't want to create an opportunity cost. I want to create opportunities in people's lives and the way you will write emails will be very different.
0: Extremely well said Rajesh, again um, just want to say that emails are very good for very transactional items but conversations are, are good for transformational um, you know, situations so emails don't build relationships whereas conversations do.
1: Yeah, I would say just because we don't want to leave the topic undebated is basically if you are thoughtful, you can create value in any medium. Like oh, suppose okay. I, I read a book about Kathy Sierra and then say, Ravi, you are building Mentor Cloud. This is this is going to change the life of uh, Mentor Cloud because I read something brilliant from Kathy. You need to know this. Here is the paragraph. I know you don't have the time to read it, but just read this and uh, reflect on it and things will happen. You created value. The idea is in in our heads. Whatever be the medium, it has to be about creating value, not be an opportunity cost, but be an opportunity, and then things will change.
0: Yeah, in fact, uh, we may. Uh, I'm thinking, could the e be used uh, to to represent enhancement, enrichment, enrichment? It's not electronic mail. Enrichment. It's enrichment mail. It's enriched mail. Uh, empowering mail. Yeah. Uh, beautiful so I think let's reflect on the E in a future conversation beautiful
1: so shall we? should we sign
0: up yes signing off Ravi Gundlapalli thank you for listening uh, founder CEO of metacloud.com and uh, Rajesh
1: signing off Rajesh Sati I'm a serial entrepreneur you can learn more about me at rajeshsati.com slash blog thank you